in God's view. And if it was just you, he would have died just for you. And that's how we have to view ourselves. We need to respect ourselves. You know, in Philippians 2.4 it says this, Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. So that verse seems to say also, we do look out for our own personal interests, doesn't it? In one sense. Like I say, I'm approaching heresy in all of this, because in 1 Corinthians 13 it says, you know, that how, what love is. And how it speaks to carrying and laying our lives down for others. But those are just two verses. Again, just underscoring the importance of our self-esteem and how important it is that you respect yourself so that you can respect others too as God directs in this, in this passage. You know, what do you say we move on? I'll quote St. Augustine though. He kind of said it well. Love God and do what you will. And I, I kind of like that about uh, St. Augustine. You know, I think uh, it's kind of one of those comments that you just have to think about a little bit. Hey, do whatever you want to do in life, as long as you love God. <laughs> that may be a little catch-all. But if you love God, boy, I'll tell you, just do what you will. There's freedom being a Christian. And I think it's a, a wonderful thing that God has for us. And so that when we do serve others, when we lay our lives down for others, it's because we've chosen to, not because we feel obligated to. And it all stems uh, from respect for God, respect for others, ourselves. Here's respect for God. I pulled this one in. Uh, do not quench the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that's really an important one to me. And... I, I'm not sure I can do it justice, really, but uh, I think it is easy for us to quench the Holy Spirit in our life. Uh, again, just one of the three of the many directives that I pulled out of the last half of chapter 5 here that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. You know, when I think of the Holy Spirit, I think of uh, doing this Bible study once on the book of Acts, and I just read through that whole book. And I underlined every verse that had to do with the Holy Spirit. And you know, there was a lot of verses on that. And a lot in the beginning of Acts, and then they kind of taper off as you go through that 30-year period of the book of Acts. But uh, when you look at those verses, uh, here's what some of the things you learn about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has feelings. The Holy Spirit has an intellect. He thinks. The Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit does things. You know, some say it should be the acts of the Holy Spirit, not the acts of the Apostle. Because the Holy Spirit directed the Apostles. The Holy Spirit searches, testifies, guides, directs, intercedes, glorifies Christ. The Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, our teacher, our advocate. The Holy Spirit is a divine resident within us. If we've accepted Christ as our Savior. The Holy Spirit can be lied to. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be resisted. The Holy Spirit can be insulted. Those are all verses on the Holy Spirit. Which brings me to this point. Is that I believe that one way not to. Which I guess it doesn't quite bring me to that point. I think what it's saying here is. One way we don't quench the Holy Spirit is. By practicing the presence, practicing the presence of the personhood of the Spirit. You know, the Spirit is a person. The Spirit lives in me. The Spirit dwells among us. The Spirit, uh, you can't go anywhere. How many saw that movie, uh, is it Gravity? Uh, you know, let's just say that 
uh, what's that woman, Sandra Bullock? Yeah, let's say you were Sandra in that spacesuit and you never did make it back to the station, base station. Uh, and you're just flung out into outer space. Even as far as she might ever end up going. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit's there with her. You know, you can't go anywhere far enough apart from the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's so important not to quench the Spirit by forgetting the Spirit's even there, even here, or even a person. You know, the Spirit wants to comfort us. When you're, when you're feeling a need for comfort, I kind of felt that, and I think my mom did this week, because we learned of a, a cousin of mine's son reacquired brain tumor this week as, as a junior in high school. And we're distraught over this. And, uh, you know, I, Mom and I were even talking on the way over here. Mom, did, did you call or should we just... We kind of thought we might just send a letter initially and to the dad and the mom. And um, because they're so emotional, you know, it just would be an emotional, difficult phone call. But, you know, I was just praying, Lord, comfort them. And, Lord, comfort us and help us know how to comfort. And, but I was just trying to practice the presence of the personhood of the Spirit. He's here with me. He wants to guide me. He wants to comfort us as we determine how we can be of an encouragement to Jack. And if you would, pray for Jack, uh, his operations tomorrow. And, you know, another thing, too, in terms of how we can quench the Spirit, is sometimes the Spirit will speak through the Word, through the Scripture. You know, if you don't have a habit of reading the Scripture, you're going to be quenching what the Spirit might want to say to you. You know, again, let the Word change you. Even as we sing songs, well, I just need those songs. Coming over here, I was kind of listening to a Christian station where I could hear truth being sung and reading the Scripture because I go from Monday to Friday and it's kind of day in and day out and a lot of times uh, I don't think about the Spirit being there. And i do not not open to what the Spirit may be trying to communicate to me. My soul needs that. My spirit needs that. You know, sometimes the Spirit speaks through the Word. Sometimes He speaks uh, through our spouse or through our roommates. Uh, I know this past week, um, you know, Julie and I both on separate occasions had to speak into one another's lives. Where I had to point something out into her life and I can say uh, she had to speak something into my life. And yeah, you know, I bristle a little bit and, you know, I become a little defensive and, you know, that's, that's quenching the Holy Spirit. Trying to speak through someone who loves me, who's up, their back's up against the same wall of mine is. We're on the same team. But, you know, sometimes I forget that. And then I quench the Spirit wanting to speak through her to me. And that's quenching the Holy Spirit, I think. There's a lot of different ways, and you can add to that list. I'll just conclude with this verse. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are fruits. Against such there is no law. Those are fruits of the Spirit of God. And I believe that one way God wants to build these qualities, because, you know, He did create us to become like Him. He wants us to, in growing way, look more and more like Him. So, uh, He wants us to be more of each of these qualities. And so, He'll put us in situations where uh, we need to love somebody. 
uh, he'll put us in that situation and it's going to be maybe a difficult or maybe jump to peace. He, he puts us in a situation where we, where we feel turmoil. But he'll put us in that situation so we can, again, practice the presence of the personhood of the Spirit, pray to God, turn to the Scripture, claim promises, but learn to gain peace that surpasses all understanding, even in the midst of difficult earthly situations. But as we make those choices in those circumstances to build the quality that that circumstance would highlight, we, we are unleashing the Spirit in our life. But if we resist in those critical junctures, then we squelch, we quench the Spirit in our life. But God will put you in the opposite of all those situations so that you can allow the Spirit to have a work. And in so doing, you know that big base underneath the water of your iceberg? It gets bigger and stronger. And the foundation of your faith becomes strengthened. And so that God's love, the current of God's love, moves you in the direction it longs to move us in. And all the winds around us from Monday through Friday or Saturday, Sunday, all those winds are insignificant to the power of the, of the current of God's love in our life. I think that's what Paul was trying to do with these Corinthians, is to build that foundation to help them move in the right direction. I think that's what God's using this book even in our own lives. I'm just highlighting three of these many directives. Uh, please take a look at others on your own that might stand out to you more specifically. But what do you say we pray and just close and commit our week to the Lord? Lord, thank you for this time together and thank you that you do love us. Lord, it says to rejoice in every trial we face because our faith is more precious than jewels. And these challenges in life were meant to build the foundation of our Christian faith. Lord, we, we just trust that you'll continue to build into our lives. And Lord, help us to follow you with all of our hearts. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Very good. Have a good day.